that was the first time I've really hunted that much pressure on public land. This podcast is brought to you by Creekside Wildlife, specializing in food plotting and habitat management for deer and turkey hunting. If you're ready to get started on improving your property to hold more game, then it's time to contact Creekside Wildlife. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Creekside Wildlife. Alright guys, we are back. This is episode 9 of the Creekside Podcast and we are headed right into the heart of turkey season here. We've been hunting for a couple weeks actually and some guys have been having some success. We got some youth hunts under our belts and we're we're just right into it. So uh, we don't have a lot of time. We're in between hunts here and we're trying to get footage dropped and in the whole nine yards here. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. I got Tyler on the other line here. We're remotely recording tonight from a few hours away, but that's the best we can do here. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk some more turkey here and give you guys an update on how our season's going and what we got in the future here. So how's it going over there, Tyler? Good, good. Waiting to get back under another one. A couple more days here. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, the the couple month buildup that we had before turkey season or the fact that we all hunted for a few days and now there's been like a lull that we got to sit here and wait till we can get back out. So, yeah, luckily, uh, got a couple buddies in a couple states that are keeping me busy and entertained with some Snapchats, uh, sharing their su- success. So it's, uh, it's all fun in the game, man. I, like I said in the last podcast, like the best part about turkey season is extending that season as long as you can. And, you know, even if it's your buddy, 10 hours away sending you a snapchat it still gets you fired up um i mean maybe it's not just maybe it's just me maybe it's not everybody but i love seeing everybody have success and and have fun in their travels so yeah just yeah, absolutely it's gearing up for that next one yeah yeah i know what you mean it's not just you uh you know waking up the last couple of days to snapchats from chase with gobbling turkeys in kentucky i mean i was a little bummed out that you know, stuff came up and I wasn't able to make it on that trip, but looking at his Snapchats every morning, a turkey's gobbling. And then next thing I know he's carrying one out and then next day does the same exact thing. So yeah, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to live through everyone else when you're not able to get after them. And then pretty soon we'll be back out after them though. So a couple more days. Yep. Yep. It'll come quick. Yeah. So, uh, we're coming off our Virginia trip. Um, you know, that was sort of our first trip and it was highly anticipated. You know, you guys went down there and crushed them last year. So I can't help but be super excited about that, but, um, it didn't go quite as planned, but we still had a good time. So, uh, let's just, uh, reminisce, I guess, about how that went down. If you want to, tell some stories from your end. Yeah. Just kind of give a quick run through. So I went down a couple of days early, um, just to put some ears and eyes on things and had a pile of birds roosted and, and located in areas that we, we seen them in last year. And, you know, we always talked about having plans A, B, C, and D. And, uh, that's what I was working on. I was getting a bunch of plans for, you know, a bunch of situations, but, I guess nothing could have prepared for what ended up happening this year um, due to 
Tennessee backing their season up and Kentucky coming in late, there was a uh, there was a vast amount of people there compared to years prior. Um, obviously, it's public land. You you know you can't complain. You just got to hunt harder. But we found ourselves in a couple couple situations that you know we kind of set ourselves up for the birds that we set up the hunt first morning. We knew it was an all in setup. Um, we knew we were going to get cut off from people from every angle and our roaming would be cut short, but even though they didn't gobble the night before in the rain and wind, we went after them, got a perfect setup and come to find out they weren't there. So after that, we made a loop on a bird. It was pretty much as far as we could get before we ran into other folks and, um, made a good setup on him and come to find out at eight o'clock in the morning, he was still up in the tree with a hen. Um, no rhyme or reason, just gobbling his head off pretty much an hour and 45 minutes after most turkeys were flown down. Um, after that bird kind of did his thing, <clears throat> we spent the morning pretty much introducing ourselves to folks. Uh, I think we ran into six different people and we didn't walk very far. Um, I heard about every slate call they sell from <clears throat> Pennsylvania to Virginia. Um, just people everywhere. And, uh, just kind of laughed it off. I mean, it's public land. You only get till noon in Virginia. So by the time you get all the way down the mountain, make a move, get around, there's no straight road down there. So it's a, you know, it's a good 30, 40 minute drive to go a couple miles. And, um, you just kind of ran out of time. Um, second day we made a move on a small piece of public, um, another all in setup, just kind of trying to hope a bird's where we wanted them to be. Again, it was pretty, pretty bad weather at night. Wasn't able to roost anything. Um, got up there and there was birds gobbling and in Virginia, it's so deceiving. We thought they were so much closer. We made a setup and when we got down to the point we wanted to be on, we found out the birds were, were another face over from us on private. So we were kind of bummed about that again, you know, had to hike all the way back. So on our way back, we were just kind of taking it easy, kind of just listening. Um, super, super calm, beautiful morning that morning. Um, I know you were probably almost a mile away and we could hear you guys um, locator calling over there that morning. So that's how calm it was. And just as we get back to where we listened in the morning, uh, bird struck up. I mean, he couldn't have been more than 90 yards from us, just a shelf below us. And, you know, God willing, there was a triple trunk oak tree right on the top of that ridge that we could all three get on real quick. Um, I was running camera, Tanner and my dad were shooting. My dad was supposed to be shooting cause he hasn't killed yet in Virginia, but Tanner had to leave a day early due to work. So he let Tanner take the reins on this one. And, um, uh, I yelped a couple times, scratching the leaves. And I mean, he put on a show for us, just popping strut the whole way up. As soon as we sat down, we could hear him drumming and it wasn't 30 seconds. You could see him coming. And, um, you know, it just goes to show how, how fast things can change. You know, we were at pretty much as low as you could get two days in a row, two mornings. We never really got to work a bird. We never got a setup. We never got, you know, we never, <clears throat> we never even got to play the game with them, as we like to call it. And next thing you know, we got a gift and a bird struck up to a, to a crow within a hundred of us. And typically if we get to play the game like that with one, you know, we at least get a shot at them and we were fortunate, fortunate enough to kill him. So after we killed him, we made a big loop. There were so many people. We just picked a piece of land that there was nobody at. We'd never been to. We knew it wasn't the greatest, the greatest land. 
And um, we took about a seven to nine mile hike. I mean, it was pretty crazy. We about ran my dad as far as he could go. And we actually struck a bird up at 11 and we worked him for an hour and just, just couldn't get any good woods to where, to where we could get a good setup on them. Um, a lot of clear cut, a lot of, a lot of thorn bushes, jaggers. I mean, just nothing we could make a loop to get to them in the backside was private. So pretty much we got aggressive with them, went in after them. Um, he had just faded away. So we assumed he worked off into private and we got up to where we, we heard him and it was just beautiful woods, but there was just no way we could make a setup on him. So the third day <clears throat> Trey was coming down and him and Tyler were going to hunt with me. So I said, Hey, let's go after that bird. I know he's going to be in them good woods. So we hiked all the way up in there. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many miles, probably between two and a half and four miles uphill and beautiful morning, crisp, clear, calm, knew that bird would be close. So we eased in no lights, no nothing. Well, it's about six fifteen, right when birds are about to gobble. And here comes a green headlamp up the trail that we took. And we were kind of in disbelief. We were like, wow, I can't believe somebody got up in here. And next thing you know, a hen flies off the roost 50 yards from us. And 30 seconds after that, big gobbler flew down. I mean, he was he was right in our lap. And again, <clears throat> just kind of laughed about it. I mean, what do you do? Guy comes up when it's completely light out in the woods with a headlamp. Um, fortunately for us, I mean, he was a very nice guy from West Virginia looked like he just got the uh, crap kicked out of him. I mean, he was pretty exhausted and, you know, pretty disgusted when he seen us, but super nice guy and apologized. And he actually walked all the way back down the mountain. And um, I think that's one thing we're going to talk about today is although we ran into a lot of folks, I mean, we ran into a lot of good people, um, a lot of good people that share the same passion as we do. A lot of good people that, that uh, have that same drive that sleep in their truck, that, schedule their PTO around turkey season and you know just guys that are you can tell are woodsmen and and respect the woods um that was the best thing I took from the weekend you know we did we killed a bird we should be happy about it obviously we had multiple chances um if you know people don't screw us up but again we've said it time and time again it's public land hunting I mean you're gonna get screwed up by folks it's public land we all have the right to be there um I'd like to say most of the folks treat it as if, you know, every hunter has the same respect. Sometimes you're not going to see that. But fortunately for us, we did in Virginia, and it was good to see that. And, uh, you know, we had a blast. I mean, kicking the season off with a kill on footage our first year running film. Um, personally, for me, I think I only took my gun for a walk one time, and I was just as happy as if I, you know, hunted hard the whole weekend without a camera. So good take, good start for the season. And, um you know, it got the ball rolling. Yeah, definitely. Um, not our, you know, plan to go down there and run into a bunch of people, but you know, that's, that's exactly what you run into with the public land. And I, I'll say, you know, from my point of view that that was the first time I've really hunted that pressured that much pressure on public land. I mean, you know, knock on wood, the areas that I, typically turkey hunt back home here you don't don't seem to be as heavily populated with hunters so um you know we are hunting public but it's still very low pressure in a lot of places um i hope i don't kick myself for saying that on air here but um that we typically don't run into a lot of people so 
you know, when, when we started running into a lot of guys down there, it was, it was definitely different. But um, like you said, everybody that we ran into, they, they were super nice and, you know, we worked together and, you know, gave everybody their space and, and there, there's no shortage of acreage down there to hunt. That's for sure. But, you know, some of those spots, um, I will say that's probably the most rugged terrain that I've ever been in. I mean, you guys kind of, you know, told me what it was going to be like, but I don't think you can tell anybody what Virginia mountains are like. You kind of just have to go there and, and experience them. But yeah, and it, it kind of puts in perspective the the tough hunting. You know, if you have that many people walking around those woods, um, I mean, you can you can attest to this. You can see in those woods for hundreds and hundreds of yards. And if you have that many people covering that much ground, I mean, even though you're on tens of thousands of acres, it feels small. Um, multiple times I felt pinched, like I was pinched down, surrounded by people calling in twenty plus thousand acres, and you know, in order for me to get out, get around, get down to the truck, move and start hiking again, you know, that 12 o'clock buzzer comes so much faster than people think. And, um, you know, this, this sport's getting popular. I mean, back when I turkey hunted, when I was a boy, I mean, my dad started me as soon as I was able to, able to legally hunt. It wasn't, it wasn't common to find people that turkey hunted. Um, obviously it's gotten much more popular. It's gotten, you know, probably just as, I would say just as popular as waterfowl has the last couple of years, which also wasn't very popular back in the day, but, um, you know, it's part of the game. It's going to keep happening. It's, I'm hoping it's a phase from COVID and it kind of dies out when people realize this isn't as easy as everybody says it is. It can be, you know, you're going to run into States, you're going to run into places where it's, you sit there and you're like, Oh, everybody could yelp in a bird here. Well, yeah, sure. But, you know, you talk to some guys, um, my friend Bruce, I think he said one of his toughest states, Tennessee, he's been to 30 plus states, killed birds in, and of all states, he said, Tennessee's giving them fits. Well, you know, I just had six buddies go down there for three days and I think combined they shot 11 birds. Um, it's just perspective. It's just your situation, your weather. Um, you know, some things you can't, you can't help some things you can, it's just, it's all different. And that's the fun thing I think I take from traveling is you just get so many different experiences, um, some positive, some negative. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, look at what you guys did last year. I mean, you know, it was night and day difference just, just from one year. And, you know, definitely the, the season changes in the surrounding states, I think, probably played a big part in that, probably the biggest. But, I mean, you know, look look what Chase did in Kentucky four or five days later, you know, he went in there and then just birds were gobbling their heads off and, you know, he didn't deal with much pressure there, but it just, that's, that's the cool thing about turkeys. You know, it can, it can change by day. It seems like how they're acting and, you know, you just got to keep after it and get on birds and it'll eventually happen. But yeah. And if you're going out of state, and your objective is just kill as many turkeys as possible. I mean, I think you're looking at this sport a lot differently than you should. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think I've said it a bunch. I mean, anybody can go out and just kill a bunch of turkeys. Um, I, you just got to appreciate the sport. Um, I may be old school compared to some folks, but I just love love the way you get to play the game with some of these birds. Um, you know, some more some are more exciting than others, but. Um, 
you know, you can't go out of state and get frustrated because you didn't kill. I mean, you got to wake up three mornings in a row, watch the sunrise from a mountain in Virginia where there's nothing but, you know, bird noises, turkeys gobbling. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just so refreshing that, you know, winter's away, the good weather's back. And, uh, you know, you get to get to hike the mountains of Virginia and, and have an opportunity to chase these birds. Um, I think that's what gets me most frustrated about the, I don't want to say the newer generation of turkey hunters, but folks that just come into it, all they want to do is kill, kill, kill. And yes, our objective is to go out and have a successful turkey hunt, but man, appreciate the little things. I promise you, I take more Snapchats of myself on mountains and listening, like evenings we'd sit up there and listen for birds to roost. I mean, those are the videos I rewatch when I'm sitting at work at my desk, you know, on Monday morning is just the, just the peace and tranquility up there and just knowing that it's back, you know, that the chase is on for the next six to eight weeks. And that's all our, most of our brains are thinking of, but at I think that's the biggest thing is having having the right mindset when you go out of state. You know, don't get frustrated if if you get your butt whooped the first couple of times. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's turkey hunting. It happens to the best guys. Doc Weddle, I think he's three bird three to five birds away from his fourth and fifth or third and fourth US slam. That's all forty nine states complete. And he needs two birds in Missouri. Um some folks could say Missouri is the easiest state in the United States to kill a turkey in. So again, it's just all perspective, having the right mindset when you go out of state and just, just appreciating your time in the woods. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, from my point of view for the last, you know, since I've been turkey hunting, basically I've grown up around the farmlands and, you know, ag country. So I'm, I'm used to hunting, field edges and you know just small blocks of timber and that sort of thing so seeing virginia was nowhere near anything like i've ever been you know used to hunting back home so it was it was cool to you know experience a different type of turkey hunting down there and you know whether or not it kicked the living crap out of me because it definitely did but you know it was worth it getting up there on those high ridges and you know watching the sun come up like you said just it was just cool i mean listening to the whippoorwills and the hoot owls i I don't think i've ever been anywhere that has as many owls as virginia does but it just seemed like you could hear them for forever and uh well whether or not the turkeys were cooperating it was it was definitely a good good experience and uh you know we got to got to hear some birds and you know got one knocked down and got some good footage of it that we're going to be bringing to our YouTube channel here in the next week, hopefully. And, uh, so that, that'll be the first Turkey episode of 2023. And I think it, it'll end up being a pretty good one, but, but yeah, overall definitely had a good trip and looking forward to getting back down there next year and getting some redemption on those birds. So, um, let's, uh, Let's move forward a little bit here. We got a couple other stories that we want to hear from you. Uh, you got got some more footage to give me here from uh, where was that? West Virginia. You yeah, were at we had, last weekend. Yeah, we had a heck of a youth day in West Virginia. Um, just to dive right into it, <clears throat> reached out to my buddy Corey Benson. Um, we ran into each other down in West Virginia on public land, and we had known of each other through social media or whatever. And, 
Corey's an awesome guy. Um, they started a brand back in their day before kids and whatnot called Crooked Tine. Very successful deer hunters. Um, probably some of the best in Allegheny and Beaver County. But we got to know each other pretty well. And this time of year, each year, he's just one of them guys that, you know, we reach back out to each other. And I said, hey, are you taking the boy down to uh, West Virginia? And he said, absolutely. And uh, his son, Brody's seven years old. And I think he's he's got five or six gobblers he's killed a couple bucks um and, and i'll attest Corey. Corey makes him earn it um you, you know there's no free ride at seven years old he that little boy he he hiked his whole way that morning uh he carried his gun um you know when he you'll see on the footage he shot and killed from his dad's lap but he did everything himself and that's i think that's the biggest thing to take from youth days some of these adults get caught up in it and they get frustrated. And I, I'd be a liar to say I haven't been frustrated taking a youth on youth day. But you got to realize, I mean, Brody's seven years old and he's killing all these turkeys already. And and I promise you he's doing it the right way. Um, you know, we we <laughs> we uh, we hiked the little man. Um, obviously hunted easier than what if it was just me and Corey hunting. But, you know, we started the morning off. We got under a bunch of birds really weird situation the birds were just on fire we had a great setup we were tucked in the woods good hide and next thing you know something happened on the roost we were we were probably 100 yards away they were in some thick pines and next thing you know they just start soaring out of the tree like like fighter jets um just one after the other there was a lot more turkeys there than we thought probably seen about a dozen and um just had no idea what happened um it wasn't us it wasn't anything we did we were far enough away i don't know if something got under the roost tree or something was in their roost trees um but basically that setup was blown <clears throat> so we went around <clears throat> kept driving and ended up seeing a bird um straight off the road made a loop around and made a setup and i told Corey i'd seen this bird today before scouting and, and he got up on the road and i was terrified that that bird was going to go high on us and get up on the road and see the truck so we made the setup. <clears throat> Next thing you know, he's screaming. I spun him on the top. Here he comes. And um, he goes silent. I go silent. Ten minutes go by. Next thing you know, I hear him putting up above me on the road. And he did exactly what I thought he would do. He was going up top to meet that hen, seen the truck, putted away. You know, we probably could have hung in there and killed him. But with the youth, you know, the attention span's short. So we kept kept rolling, trying to find a hot one. <clears throat> so we went around. Found a hot bird, ended up being a super Jake. Um, at that point in the morning, Brody was interested in just long beards. So we drove around, went to the, another parking lot <clears throat> and seen a strutter out in the field with a with another subdominant gobbler as well as a couple hens. So we made the setup, <clears throat> had him screaming in. And next thing you know, probably a thousand yards away across this field on this hill, here come these three birds just screaming. Now we knew a couple were Jakes. We thought one was a long beard. And I said, Corey, they're they're coming. Like we were pinched in a in a brush field. We had a we had a decent setup, but where these birds are coming from, we had to spin around. So as we're spinning on these birds, the longbeard's hammering behind me. I mean, he's <clears throat> he's within a hundred. And we set up on these birds because so we thought it was a longbeard and two jakes just by the gobble and the size of the bird. And um next thing you know, I'm like, Corey, we gotta spin on this longbeard behind us. He is right here. He's probably within 80 maybe 75. So I stand up the spin and I go, no, 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 Corey, right here coming down the field line. And here come those three birds that we seen about a thousand yards away, just 
just two stepping it in a straight line. And I spin the camera around, get on them. <clears throat> Corey's like, okay, Brody, left bird, left bird's the long beard. And they split and here they're three, three Jake's and the one's just a, I mean, super Jake. I mean, he's almost a 20 pound bird. He's got a snowball of a head, you know, just a big boss looking bird. I think a lot of guys that screw up on him bobbing through the hardwoods. Um, and Brody was, he was full bore. He was, he was killing that super Jake. Um, they got up to about seven, eight yards maybe. And, uh, he put a heck of a shot on him and, um, when he shot the long beard was behind us still gobbling and <clears throat> it was a situation. It's like, how are you going to tell a seven-year-old to not shoot, you know, this super Jake that just gobbled all the way in from a thousand yards and did the, did exactly what you want him to do for a youth <clears throat> and gave him a beautiful ethical shot. He stepped out in front of the other two birds by about five yards. So we weren't shooting, you know, more than one bird and no other birds were injured. And uh, I mean, it was just a textbook hunt. Obviously, Brody would have liked to shoot a long beard, but the smile on the kid's face, I mean, you can't put a price on it. I i was just as jacked for any long beard I've ever killed as as him shooting that Super Jake and me getting it on film. And he's been uh, he's been talking, I guess. He's all excited to watch himself on YouTube and, and see the hunt. And I mean, it was a it was a great time. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. I think we've talked before, you know, youth day seems to be always when magic happens, no matter where it is. I, I can't tell you how many youth days that we've had incredible footage of birds coming in, you know, attacking the decoys or just putting on a show for us. But whatever, whatever the reason may be, it, it always, it's always good to, you know, get, get a little guy or a little girl out there and, you know, get them their first bird or even if they've killed several, but it's, it's always cool to be able to, tag along for those hunts and uh from what i saw of the footage it looked like it was pretty uh pretty awesome hunt so can't wait to get get a hold of that and get that edited up for the channel and i think that'll be another another good episode to share with everybody yeah for sure i'm excited we are actually uh a couple days away here by the time this episode airs will be probably within two days of Pennsylvania's youth season and uh, we have pretty cool weekend set up for myself and my dad we're going to go up up north with some of our buddies from whitetail properties and they have some birds picked out and uh, scouted out and stuff on some of their their farms that they have up there and um, we got a couple I believe one of the hunters is a new turkey hunter hasn't hasn't killed a bird yet and then uh, I believe um same thing with the the second group may maybe a couple year turkey hunter but um hasn't killed one yet so uh we should be able to get on some birds hopefully and uh maybe get a couple first bird pictures and some video to to share so um you guys are heading back to west virginia right yeah we're gonna go to <clears throat> i'm gonna hunt west virginia uh the end of this week i'm gonna finally get to uh I guess, step up to the plate. So hopefully I get to knock one down. Uh, Tanner will be joining me Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, in a perfect world, I'll kill there Thursday. You know, hopefully he can kill there Friday and then we can bounce over to Ohio and hunt Ohio for the opener Saturday, Sunday. Um, bird numbers look good in our area. Um, you know, I did some scouting, a lot of birds, um, a lot of really nice landowners. 
and uh, just a lot of land to hunt. You get down into a couple hours into West Virginia, there's a there's a lot of land to hunt and you know places you can go get lost in. So we're excited. Uh, weather looks good. We got a cold front here today and tomorrow, and then it looks like it warms back up and should be a good weekend of turkey hunting. You never know in this area, but I know I'm excited to get back at it. And then pretty much it's the final leg until that PA opener. And then, uh, I think the 12th, yeah, May 12th, we fly out to Oregon, start chasing our, our Rio down. And then from there we end in Idaho and come back and you never know what the end of May might, might hold. It depends on what tags we got. I still got New York tags. Um, I'm going to try to get up there and shoot a bird up there. And um, you never know. Maine or Michigan might sneak in in June. You just keep your books open, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make too many plans yet. But, uh, yeah, I'm anxious to get after it this weekend with the kids. And then next weekend will be, I believe, Allison will be on the gun first from for our group. And uh, we got a few birds located that I'm hoping to get her and my dad on for the the first day and then uh we'll be trying to get me one then at that point hopefully um but yeah we'll be trying to get some good footage this year i think we got got a few good spots set up a couple couple new farms that that we acquired here and uh like you said some good good people we met and good landowners that are opening up their farms for us here and uh so I'm excited. I think we probably have as many birds located this year as we ever have. So, um, but as we said before, it's always good to have, you know, playing EFGH the whole way down the line. Cause you know, something's bound to bound to go wrong and not work out the way we wanted. So it's good to have, good to have a bunch of options, but you know, either way we're going to adapt as we go and never seems to, you know, go as planned. You kind of, kind of have your rough plan how you want your season to look but you got to be able to uh adapt on the fly and stuff and uh so we'll we'll see how it goes but i'm headed back to uh michigan the third week i believe maybe fourth 20 23rd or somewhere in that area 23rd 24th of may um i got a friend up there that's invited us up and uh seems like every turkey that they kill up there just big heavy birds with giant spurs so that was enough enough of a sales pitch to get me to come back to michigan here so i'm anxious to get up there and uh i think i'm gonna be taking my bow along there and uh so if the situation comes up that i can whack another one with the bow then i'm gonna certainly give it a try so yeah i'm excited this is you know it's it's kind of sad to say but this is the halfway point in uh in turkey season um you figure guys started down in march and we're now creeping into the second half of april and it wraps up pretty much everywhere the end of april and if not there the end of may with the exception of a couple states so this is this is the halfway point my friend as crazy as it sounds and as fast as it comes and goes you know it's it's time to buckle up for the next six weeks yeah yeah definitely i'd like we said earlier, we're going to try to keep everybody up to date as best we can with, with the podcast here and the YouTube stuff. But, you know, it's, it's like you blink an eye, like we were just sitting here talking about 
you know, preseason turkey stuff here a couple weeks ago, it seems like. And and now we're talking about the halfway point. You know, we got guys filling tags and, you know, and t- this weekend you'll finally get to take your gun out. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Usually by now um, I've scratched my itch and, you know, I've got my fix in, but I, you know, I promised you at the beginning of the year, I'm going to commit to filming. And I told Tanner that he could lead us off this year. And, and uh, in years past, the poor guy, usually I get a little head start on him just because of how some hunts go. And it's just so weird how the birds somehow end up, you know, in front of me when they're supposed to be in front of him. So it's good for him to get a little head start on me. Hopefully I can, you know, I can whack one here in West Virginia and, you know, have a fun hunt. But like I said before, it ain't about killing. It's, you know, it's about enjoying the time out. I Each year I just try to pick up and learn something new or like we said earlier, meet some new friends and talk turkey. I mean, we'll talk turkey with anybody. We pulled up to a parking lot in Virginia and I think my exact words were, it's, you know, it's always good to run into folks as crazy as we are. And you guys laughed and, you know, here to come to find out they're both doing the same thing we're doing. Um, they have YouTube channels. One guy, is uh justin at kentucky hardwood hunters um on youtube he he produces some very very good you know hardwood traditional turkey hunts and then the other guys were actually two brothers from wisconsin called grounded hunting um they take off all turkey season and go live out of their truck together and and film turkey hunts so you know, already it's been a successful season making new connections you know learning about more states that we've never been to and uh obviously you know getting to kill a couple birds already so things are going good and hopefully they only go up from here yeah absolutely like i said we're we're still in the heart of it and we're we're not slowing down now so we got got a couple more weeks here and uh we'll be full full bore at it here in pennsylvania and uh you know we had we we forgot to mention uh Tyler's little boy Parker, he's on a freaking rampage this year. Yeah, somebody needs to go sit him in the rain and let him not hear a gobble for a day or something. Because I know how about it? Spoiled <laughs> man. Oh, I know. Yeah. Now, granted, he's got two of probably the best mentors you could ask for in turkey hunting. I mean, his his uncle and dad are. I mean, they're clear cut freaking turkey killers. Um, you ever met their dad frog we call him the gobfather um you know the guy has killed hundreds of turkeys and he he uses nothing but his mouth you know, no diaphragm call no nothing just his mouth and um you know the guy just knows turkeys and obviously it's trickled down through trey and tyler because them boys are some freaking turkey killers and they are putting parker on a i mean he's on a tear now granted <clears throat> i think parker if i'm not mistaken he's either eight or nine maybe ten somewhere in that range. And he's not missing these turkeys. Um, people got to remember this. He's shooting a full-size um, Benelli M2 20-gauge. Um, some grown men are using that setup now. It's actually a really common setup now because of, you know, how how compact and nice it is to shoot. But, you know, you're that young and you're not missing these birds, you know. You you got some nerves of steel. You're, you're stoning birds left and right. So kudos to him. Um you know, and obviously to his mentors, Tyler and Trey, and um, them guys are getting him on the right path and, you know, setting up that next generation of turkey hunter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a he's a killer for sure. I mean, 
he's been knocking down birds for a few years now. I mean, even I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how old he is too, but I know seems like every year he's, he's been knocking them down since he could walk basically, but he's definitely, he's definitely in the, the right family to, to be growing up as a diehard hunter. So that's, that's always cool to see though. Yeah. It's, and it's really important. You know, we kind of said at the beginning is, you know, teaching these youth the right way. Um, you know, nobody likes to say there's a right or wrong way of hunting, but mainly it's the ethical, you know, responsible way of hunting that you want to teach these kids. And like I said, those two mentoring, um, Parker's is the best thing that could happen to that kid. And hopefully when he starts hunting with his buddies, he passes that knowledge to them. And, you know, we have more ethical, you know, responsible sportsmen out there and, you know, can, like I said, build that next generation. I know <clears throat> some of the older folks that are out there that have been turkey hunting since what we like to call before it was cool. You know, they kind of get sick looking at some of the stuff people put on social media and, you know, it's another topic that we're going to discuss in a future podcast, but the division of turkey hunters, but the one thing we can all agree on is being, you know, responsible and being, <clears throat> being ethical. So I think that's the biggest thing to teach these kids and making sure the right people are taking these kids out and, and teach them the right way as myself and, you know, you and all our hunting buddies were taught growing up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, social media, we, we talk about that a lot. Um, there's definitely pros and cons to it for hunting and for, for anything in, in life in general. But, um, so sometimes, you know, people don't think before they post stuff and, and it, it can definitely give, give the hunting community a bad rap. And so, uh, you know, we don't, we don't need any more people against hunting. We can, we can definitely stand a little less of that. So, um, we like to try to be as ethical and, you know, respectful to everything as we can and, and, uh, just try to lead by good example. Like everybody in our group was raised and, and, uh, try not to do anything negative. So, but yeah, we're, uh, we're about out of time here. It looks like we're going to wrap up this episode and, uh, probably get back to prepping for the weekend. You know, we got a lot going on every direction this weekend, but, um, everybody make sure you follow along on our social medias. We got Instagram at, at Creekside Wildlife. Our YouTube channel is the same. Um, we're getting, getting ready to start putting some episodes up on the page and, uh, just follow along on the, the Instagram for now. We're going to maybe be doing some hat giveaways and stuff. We're working on good bit of things behind the scenes here. We're just trying to get it all wrapped up in, in the middle of hunting season. So we kind of picked the worst time to, to launch some of this stuff, but, uh, you know, we're, we're trying hard to get it out there and, uh, just feel free to let us know in the comments and let us know what you guys think of the show. And, you know, we appreciate any feedback that you guys can give us. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to hear us talk about or what you don't want to hear us talk about. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's about it for episode nine here. And, uh, we're going to get back to the Turkey wood. So good luck in West Virginia this weekend, Tyler. And hopefully we have some more birds on the ground by the weekend. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Weather looks good. And like I said, anytime you get the opportunity to get out and get under one and play the game with them, I'm excited. So I've been watching all my buddies smash birds from Virginia to 
North Carolina to Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, you know, I'm ready to put the bead down on one. So I'll be, I'll be itching. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. And uh, like I said before, follow us on social media at Creekside Wildlife and on YouTube as well. And uh, stay tuned and see what we have next.